0: Welcome to the Sound Practice Language Learning Podcast, short stories in American English for intermediate learners. I'm your host, Matthew Armstrong, and I'm a language learner, a lover of languages, teacher trainer, and an English teacher. Welcome to the show. Chapter 5 When Prince Delore started to open the cloak, something happened. The cloak started to move. The cloak lay itself down on the floor. It was so flat, the sides of the cloak started to come up. It got bigger. It looked like a little boat. The prince watched the cloak moving. He tried not to be scared. Finally, he said to himself, How silly I am, as if my dear godmother would ever have given me anything to hurt me. Here goes. So he used his arms and jumped into the middle of the cloak, where he sat down with his arms tight around his knees. His heart was beating fast, but there he sat, waiting for what might happen next. But nothing did happen, and he began to think, nothing would happen. But then he remembered the words, abracadabra, dum-dum-dum. He repeated them, laughing all the while. They seemed too silly. And then, and then, the cloak rose up into the air, slowly and steadily at first. Slowly but surely, the cloak rose higher and higher, until it nearly touched the skylight. Then, he suddenly remembered what his godmother had said. Open the skylight. Without waiting, he opened the skylight. The minute the window was opened, the cloak flew out with the boy, right into the clear, fresh air, with nothing between himself and the clear blue sky. Prince Delore had never felt such freedom before. The prince was very happy. When he got out of the tower and found himself for the first time in the pure open air with the sky above him and the earth below. True, there was nothing but earth and sky, no houses, no trees, no rivers, no mountains, no seas, no animals on the ground or birds in the air. But to him, even the level plain looked beautiful. And the wind was so sweet and fresh. It kissed him like his godmother's kisses. And by and by, a few stars came out. First two or three, and then many more. By this time, however, the wind had become as cold as he felt. He did not have winter clothes. It was very cold, and his body started to shiver. Perhaps I had better go home he thought. But how? For in his excitement the other words which his godmother had told him to use had been forgotten, and the cloak only went faster and faster, flying on through the dark empty air. The poor little prince began to feel frightened. What if his wonderful traveling cloak should keep on traveling like this, perhaps to the world's end, carrying with it a poor, tired, hungry boy. Dear Godmother, he cried sadly, do help me, tell me just this once and I'll never forget again. And then the words came to him and he remembered, he repeated them, abracadabra, tum-tum-ti. The cloak began to turn slowly and immediately started back, as fast as ever, in the direction of the tower. The skylight He found exactly as he had left it, and he slipped in easily as he had gotten out. He had barely reached the floor when he heard his nurse's voice outside. What are you doing? What has become of my prince all this time? To sit stupidly here at the window until it is quite dark and leave the skylight open too. Prince, what can you be thinking of? You're the silliest boy I ever knew. But he did not mind what she said. The instant Prince Delore got off the cloak, it folded itself up into a little ball and rolled itself into the farthest corner of the room. If the nurse had seen it, she would have thought it was just some old clothes on the floor. She brought in the dinner, and he saw that her face was unhappy as usual. But Prince Delore only saw hidden in the corner, where nobody else would see it, his wonderful traveling cloak. He ate with the nurse, she was angry about something, or at least she didn't seem happy. My poor nurse, he thought, she doesn't have a traveling cloak. Later that night, when he was in his little bed, where he lay awake a good while, watching the stars, his first thought was, I must be up very early tomorrow morning and get my lessons done, and then I'll go traveling all over the world on my beautiful cloak. So, next day, he opened his eyes with the sun and went with a good heart to his lessons, which, for the first time, he found boring. And the instant they were over, he undid the little bag, climbed on a chair, and after he climbed onto the table to open the skylight window, he said the magic words, and was away out of the window in a minute. He was always used to sitting so quietly that his nurse, though only in the next room, did not miss him. She was always busy with reading books. And all this while the happy little boy was away flying in the air on his magic cloak and seeing all sorts of wonderful things, or they seemed wonderful to him, who had up to now seen nothing at all but his tower. First, there were the flowers that grew on the plain, which, whenever the cloak came near enough, he tried hard to see them. The flowers were small, but very beautiful. I wonder, he thought, whether I could see better through a pair of glasses, like those my nurse reads with and takes such good care of, how I should take care of them too, if only I had a pair of glasses. Immediately, he felt a pair of the prettiest gold glasses ever seen on his nose, and looking downwards, he found that, though ever so high above the ground, he could see every flower in the grass thank you thank you he cried to his dear godmother he enjoyed looking down upon the grass everything was so wonderful to see through the glasses then just to rest his eyes he turned them up to the sky at which he had looked so often and seen nothing now he saw a long black line moving on in the distance looking at it through his glasses he discovered that it was a long line of birds, flying one after the other, their wings moving steadily, and their heads pointed in one direction, as steadily as if each were a little ship. They must be those kinds of birds that fly to the sea, cried the boy, who had read a little about them. Oh, how I should like to see them quite close, and to know where they come from, and where they are going. The cloak suddenly moved forward, and he found himself high up in the air in the very middle of the birds. Oh, I wish I were going with you, you lovely birds, cried the boy. I'm getting so tired of this boring plain and the sad and lonely tower. I do so want to see the world. Pretty birds, dear birds, tell me what it looks like the beautiful, wonderful world. But the birds flew past and the boy looked after them, wishing he could fly away with them too. Then he settled himself down in the center of the cloak, feeling quite sad and lonely. I think I'll go home, he said, and repeated his abracadabra tum-tum-ti with a rather heavy heart. The more he had, the more he wanted. He did not want to make his godmother angry by calling for her and telling her how unhappy he was after all she'd helped him. So, he just kept his trouble to himself. He went back to his lonely tower and spent three days there without going on another journey with his traveling cloak. Thank you for listening to this episode from Sound Practice Language Learning. You can also find transcripts of these audios and podcasts at www.soundpracticelanguagelearning.com.